want to thank you this evening for joining SML that's inside the pages presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Today is December 2nd. Time is moving on. That is December 2nd, 2021. And this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. The best way to face opposition is by complete obedience to the Word of God. Regardless of how you might feel, regardless of what might be going on in your life, the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. Your obedience has a payday. Not necessarily going to be at the end of time, but your obedience. The Bible says, sow yourself in righteousness and reap mercy. We're going to talk a little bit in the book of Acts um, this evening. Not going to bore your patience. So with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Blessing us, Lord God, to uh, have a mind to get into your word, a mind to seek you while you can be found. Lord, we know that the day is coming, that Lord God has already arrived where men are not calling upon you until they get in trouble. People are not seeking you until things get rough. Lord, we pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God, to seek your face right now to feel for you that we might find you, Lord God, at this moment. We need you, Lord. We need your help. We need your understanding. We need clarity, Lord God, things that we don't understand, Lord God. But most of all, we pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, lead us and guide us in your path of righteousness, Lord. Lord Jesus, help us, Lord God, to live saved be focused, Lord God, on what we need to do to be found pleasing in your sight, what we need to do and accomplish on our jobs and in the school, in relationships, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the book of Acts, uh, the 23rd chapter, beginning at verse 6, it says, but when Paul perceived that the one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees. He cried out in the council, man and brethren, I'm a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee of the hope and resurrection of the dead. I am called into question. And when he had so said, there arose a dissension among the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the multitude was divided. And the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. And there arose a great cry, and the scribes that were of the Pharisees 
a part a part arose and strove, say, we find no evil in this man, but of a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. And when there arose a great dissension, the captain, fearing lest Paul should be pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and to take him by force from among them and bring him into the castle. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer. Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. And when it was day, certain Jews band together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would never neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. And they were more than 40, which made this conspiracy. And they came to the chief priests and the elders and said, we have bound ourselves under a great curse that we will eat nothing until we have slain Paul. Let's talk a little bit about the fact that I believe and they did not. Is that your testimony this evening? That you believe and others did not? The word believe or believe is powerful. It's very powerful. We have to be careful and watch our belief. We have to be very careful. Oh, I can't stress it enough. You know, we stress it in our natural lives. We stretch it to our children. You know, don't believe that guy when he say, I, I love you. you know, especially for a young lady hearing that for the first time. That's why it's so important for a pair, for fathers to show love and affection uh, to their daughters so that they know what it's like to be loved of a man um, that respects them. So that when someone use that word, they not uh, all of a sudden it doesn't fry all their wires and they can't think straight. It's the same with uh, guys. First time that, that some girl told you that she loved you, you believe because something, your belief system, what has been instilled in you. So belief is something that's very powerful and can use be used uh, on our behalf or it can be used against us, you know, when somebody playing you. And, you know, uh, if you live a little while, you're going you're gonna to get played. You know, and someone, my um, my grandson the other day was, was joking with me, and he said, don't uh, don't hate the player. You know, hate the, and we know that, that that saying is so old, it's ancient. It precedes me. It precedes you, you know. And we know that the players, the game remains the same, but the players change. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. And so we laughed and talked about that for a moment and then went on. But, you know, belief is strong. Belief is powerful. And you got to be careful what you believe. Um, I, I, you know, someone said you, you have to be careful because uh, when you're dealing with belief, you're talking about truth and you're talking about lies. And so a thief, a thief comes along or a con man or whatever you want to do call them and they steal your future 
because they cause you to believe something that is not true. Now, some 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 people are thirsty, and because they thirsty, they gonna they gonna fall for anything. That's why it's important to have your senses together, so that you're not walking around not just acting thirsty, looking thirsty. But uh, you know, people will uh, play up on your thirst, and they will steal your future. You know, they they can a thief can break into your house and. Someone can come in here right now and take off with, with what I have here, stuff that I bought yesterday, the day before, last year, and they've taken my past. But if they come along and get me to believe what they're saying in such a way, they can walk away with my future and leave me devastated. That's why your belief in what you believe is so important. So what do we believe? What do we accept as being true? Do you immediately accept what you hear, what you're being told, or do you test it first? It's good to test things. And you're being tested. Uh-huh. We, we get tested. Now, God doesn't tempt us with sin, but we get tested. We go through tests and trials. You find out what's in you. The Bible said the children of Israel, they showed what was in their hearts when they were in the when they in the desert. When things come up against us, we show what's true. What we truly believe. We can say a whole lot. We can we can say how much we believe and how faithful we're gonna be to God, and then the, the shoestrings breaking our shoes and, and and you know, and all of a sudden the, the thread come out our the hem of our your skirt, you know, your your vest and got a little too tight and you can't button it up and the button and popped off, you know, things uh, a few months and ate a hole in your clothing, you, you fall apart. What happened to the testimony of holding on to God no matter what? Uh, our belief system, what we believe should be able to withstand uh the devastation of even the natural. And you needed to. You needed to to hold on to your belief in life and death. And certainly things, materialism is not life and death. That's just material. But your life. The Bible tells us in 1 John 4, 1 through 3, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be, whether they are of God. So you have a right to try the spirit. And, and we don't try spirits by spirit. We don't try spirits by um, Ouija boards or by um, um, magic. We don't try spirits that way because spirits are deceptive. But you try the spirit by the word of God. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore ye have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. The spirit of Antichrist, that, that spirit that works against God and everything that is godly is already here. Now, since you're dealing with your soul salvation, truth matters. Truth matters. We're dealing with our souls. 
and you only have one soul. And, you know, the trichotomy of man is mind, body, soul, and spirit. And so you only have one. And that soul houses the spirit, which is you're going to stand before God and give an account of everything that was done in this life, in this body. Every word is going to be accounted for. So we're to believe what is true but and, and not be deceived. So that means you got to try. Uh, you're going to have to test the waters. You know, test things out. It shouldn't. It doesn't hurt to test out what is going on. Uh, you know, in this day and time, you need to know the truth. You know, I was having a discussion with uh, a pastor last night, and we were talking about relationship and how uh, you know it, the makeup and stuff that that guys are wearing uh, that make them look even more like women. Now, I've seen guys dressed up as women um, many years ago. This is not something new. Uh, I remember I was in uh, L.A. County Detention Center uh, taking care of some business there, and there was, a, there was a whole dorm of men that were dressed up like women. And at first glance, you would, you would have thought then, and that was before technology and everything has increased, before... Uh, medicine has been liberally given, you know, to, for people to make um, changes to their bodies, to take supplements and different things. And now it is a custom, you know, it's well, um, what do you want to, accepted that your sons uh, dress and make their faces up completely, cut their hair and everything to look in styles of women. And some women uh, find that attractive and some are really just a way of them letting you know that they have um, been battling um, on some things that they need deliverance from. And so you meet someone and you think that you're, that you're getting involved in a relationship and only to find out your relationship has been deceptive because it is not a female or it is not a male that you're involved with. And so it doesn't hurt to test things out. That's why I say you need to test the waters. And I don't mean uh, newly. I mean, you need to ask questions. You need to check things out. You know, oh, girl, I got good credit. Well, you know, then you shouldn't be ashamed to pull a credit report. I'm talking about for serious relationships. You know, what is your work history like? You know, oh, I got a good job, but you, you, you're changing jobs every year. You know, unless you're a contractor. You know, and that's been your pattern and, and, and you're handling business that way, then there should be some stability. But you need to test things out. Paul perceived that the one part were Sadducees. So he understood and uh, his observation, what he was dealing with and the other uh, Pharisees. And he cried out with uh, in the council, men and brethren, I am a Pharisee the son of a Pharisee, of the hope of the resurrection of the dead, I am called into question. I, I'm being presented here. And when he had said this, there arose a great dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the multitude was divided. And Paul knew that uh, what he believed and his word challenged those that did not. He intentionally did this based upon his observation. Now, which means he was paying attention to what was going on. You got to pay attention. Uh, you need to be uh, your awareness of what is your surroundings are. 
so that you can address things properly. And so both uh, of these sects, uh, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and I'm going to say that the, as well as the uh, scribes, you know, who work with the Pharisees are both branches of the priesthood. Now, it's a result of the priesthood and, and the distrust of the people, which goes back into the Old Testament. Um, and, and so they did not hold on to the word of God and it created a distrust among the people and, and sects were birthed out of it. So these sects that was birthed out of it was not uh, God's intention. It was not his will. His will was that the lineage of the priest Aaron, the, the sons and, and the lineage would, going down would maintain the priesthood. But because of sin, sin caused uh, this to birth out of it. And they went and they didn't embrace the word of God completely. Uh, they Some just held on to the Torah. Others held on to all, more of the scripture. Uh, the Sadducees did not... Uh, and, and just in uh, clarity did not hold on to all that the word of God said. Now, they also took it in such a literal way that they missed the spirit of the law. You know, I found out years ago in law enforcement, um, and that was many years ago, that one of the things in the academy is that they taught uh, that you need to understand the spirit of the law, not just the letter of the law because the letter would cause you to be uh, wind up in court being sued. The letter of the law will have you falsely imprison someone. The letter of the law would have you making mistakes and eventually you become unemployed. And so um, you need to understand the spirit of the law. And it's the way it is in God's word. The Bible said the, the, the letter killeth, but the spirit uh, gives life. And so it gives understanding. Remember the Lord opened their understanding. He, he ministered to them and he, open their understanding so that they would not be stuck. Paul knew uh, what he believed and his word challenged those that did not believe the same. And, and so these sects that um, he was in front of, the scribes and the, Phar the Sadducees and the Pharisees, uh, you know, when I think about it and think about how this grew and I look at organizations that have been established that have deviated from the word of God, I, I, I have a problem. I'm very much afraid of those things uh, because people have allowed themselves a loose lifestyle, um, something that is contradictory to the word of God. You know, we're supposed to live line upon line, precept upon precept, and that doesn't prevent you from laughing. It doesn't prevent you from playing sports or, you know, being competitive in those ways or, or having fun or anything like that. But when it comes down to the lifestyle becoming loose, uh, a loosely uh, knitted lifestyle and, and the word of God is compromised, then there is a problem. It's like getting paid. You know, people get paid, they get money and, uh, and then they spend everything they have and then they want to deceive others to gain from them. It's a, it's, it becomes a racket. And it's a frightening thing because we're talking about the souls of men. And, you know, deception is cruel. Many of the ministers left the responsibility of the priesthood and lost their way. They presented false information. When God said that the door was going to be closed, they said it was going to be open. 
God said that they was going to be get captive. That they told the people he's going to be free. And they even, you know, after so they even told gave them timelines. Oh, well, you know, in so many years, this is going to happen. And, and the Lord had to send the prophet back to let them know that it's not going to happen that way. As a matter of fact, because you told the people that they were going to be free, it was reading in Jeremiah. Uh, the, the minister told the people that they was going to be free. They wasn't going to be in bondage. And he took the yoke from around Jeremiah's neck and broke it. The Lord had Jeremiah to go back to that minister and let him know that that yoke is a yoke of iron. So it's not going to be easily broken and you're going to die for misleading the people. So uh, misleading uh, will bring about death. It doesn't mean it, for some, it doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. It may be at the end of your life that you're separated from God because of deception. And so you want the truth and you want to believe the truth. Whether anyone else believe it or not, you need to believe the truth for yourself. And you need to make sure that you get the truth. The Bible said, in all you're getting, get an understanding. Mark 8, 6, uh, 8, 36 through 38 says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him uh, also shall the son of man uh, be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his father and, uh, with the holy angels. Now the Sadducees oppose the ideal of life after death, the resurrection of the dead, whereas the Pharisees embraced it. Now, remember, when you're talking and preaching the word of God and you're preaching about Jesus Christ, you're talking about someone that has died and risen again with all power. Someone that has presented salvation to us and we call upon his name for salvation and remission of sin and repentance and baptism. All that is done in the name of Jesus, according to what uh, everyone has been instructed throughout the word uh, on this side of the cross. But the Sadducees did not believe it. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. Now, the, the Pharisees had something that was that was right, whereas the Sadducees uh, erred because they refused the word of God. Now, they were they were supposed to have been embracing the Torah, the, the uh, what Moses, the five, the first five books of Moses, but here it is, they, how did, as so many even today, have missed what God is saying. Now, Exodus says, uh, Exodus 3 and, and 6, moreover, he said, I'm the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon him. And then the 15 and 16 verse said, and God said, moreover unto Moses, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Isaac, Jacob, appeared unto me saying, I have surely visited you and seen uh, uh, that which is done to you in Egypt. Now, mindful now what i didn't read there is mindful 
that the Lord had made reference and said, I'm a God of the living, not of the dead. And the children and, and the Sadducees missed that. They missed it so many times and they never embraced it, but they rejected it. Now, they, they resorted to trickery, at least they thought they was. They tried to trick Jesus with this question as we read in Luke. Uh, it says, then came to him certain of the Sadducees, which denied that there was any resurrection. And they asked him, uh, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, if thy brother uh, die having a wife and he died without children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother, Therefore, uh, seven brethren and the first took the wife, they died. And so the brothers kept dying without, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the brothers kept dying without leaving a child. And uh, this, these men, uh, they, they last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, who wife is, uh, is she? Who, which brother will she belong to if all seven have married her? And Jesus answered and said unto them, the children of this world marry and are given in marriage, but they which shall be counted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor given in marriage. Neither can they die anymore for they're equal unto the angels and are the children of God being the children of the resurrection. So he explained to them and they didn't have no other questions afterwards. They couldn't say and respond back to anything that was said. And even with that, they still did not believe. And there arose, the ninth verse, and there arose a great cry and the scribes that were of the Pharisees apart and strove saying, we find no evil in this man, but a spirit, but if a spirit or angel have spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Now understand something here. If you want to confuse your enemy, then you need to be a good listener. You want to confuse the enemy and that when he's trying to, when he or them or they are trying to attack you, become a good listener. Learn to be a good listener. And that may be something for that some of us have trouble doing, whether male or female. Learn to be a good listener. Uh, I remember being told that and putting that to use many years ago uh, by Dr. H.L. Bostic of Mount Olive. She was our chief executive overseer and she mentioned about being learning to be a good listener. You can do a whole lot of talking, but can you be a good listener and get a good understanding of what's going on, what is happening? And with that, you're able to benefit. And so uh, they were not uh, able to, with, not that Paul hearing and listening to both, uh, he confused the enemy by presenting the truth. When others are mocking you, laughing, ostracizing, calling truth a lie, you've got to hold on to the truth. 
and you don't have to yell and, and, and pound your feet or anything like that. Hold on to the truth and don't let it go. Isaiah 5 and 20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put it bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We live in that day and time where people are reverse things. And they're calling that which is wrong. They're calling it right. And they're saying, well, you know, you need to accept it because this is the day and time that we live in. No, we live in, we live in God's day and time. This is the day that the Lord has made. And uh, I, I have my own amen going on right there. And my, there's a praise going on right now. This is the day that the Lord has made. And because it's the day that he has made, that's what day we live in. Rejecting God's word, not holding fast to his word, has severe consequences. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 and 12 says, Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and all, again, a reference to the Antichrist and the spirit that will be using him, and with all deceivableness of righteousness in them that perish. So those that won't hold on to the truth, there is going to be deceivable and unrighteousness in them that they will not be able to shake because they receive not the love of the truth. So see, believing, and we're, we're associating that with believing the truth, not just believing any and everything, not just embracing something because you're going to try it. And you're going to prove that it's true. And then you're proving that it's true. Then you're going to embrace that. You're going to love the truth that they might be saved. See, loving the truth saves us because loving the truth is not just loving it, but it causes us to act upon it. If you've ever been in a relationship, you love your husband, you love your wife, your children, you know, your girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, that you act. You don't just say, I love you. And there is no uh, reaction or reciprocation of kindness or anything like that. And it's the same with God. We love him. And he said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. You see, that's action. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. You want to believe a lie. You don't want to embrace the truth. Uh, God's going to, in that day uh, that is fastly approaching uh, strong delusions are going to take over in mind. You'll never know. Someone that has a strong delusion will never know that they are deceived. That they might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. The 10th verse says, and when they when there arose a great dis, a decision, dissension, the chief captain, fearing least the people should have been pulled uh, Paul being pulled in pieces, people yanking on him, people tripping and carrying on, you know, the crowd is getting riotous and just, he commanded the soldiers to go down and escort him, take him by force and from among them and bring him into the castle. And that night, because he believed the truth and those that was there did not, that night following the Lord stood by him and said, be of good cheer. Friend, saints, Believers, you embrace the truth, be of good cheer. Everyone may not believe the truth, but you believe it. And that's what God is looking for. He's not looking for you to make others. Uh, you know, we, we do our best because the Bible tells us to go out and compel them. Uh, it tells us to be a witness. 
but that final decision is up to them. But we, I'm going to do my best to, to make a good argument, and I'm not going to argue the word. I'm just meaning that in the reference of, of presenting the facts to people that uh, Jesus is Lord and that he is coming back one day, that he is going to call either your name individually or he's going to call us collectively. Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. That's awesome. Uh, you're not just bear witness of me here, but you're going to travel. You're going to bear witness of me in other places. And I, that is so uh, my heart's desire is just to bear witness of the truth of the word of God so that you might believe, you know, um, what God is saying, reiterating what he is saying, uh, sleeping with it, waking up with it, uh, escorting it and allowing it to escort me through the day. You should you do the same. Sleep with it. Wake up with it. Allow it to escort you through the day. And, you know, as you go through your day working, as you go through your day doing your uh, academics, your homework and everything, you know, that you that he is still God, even in all of that. And may he open your understanding in the very thing that you're working with and working on. Scripture says that when it was day, certain of the Jews band together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that we would <laughs> that we would neither eat nor drink till we have killed Paul. We not going we going to fast. Until, and and we're not going so these men obviously starved they starved themselves because Paul did not die at their hands and uh, you know people do some crazy things uh, in the name of what they believe uh, however um, their motives are not right make sure your motive and what you do is correct and, and since I mentioned that neither eating nor drinking remember on this first Sunday this first Sunday is fast Sunday so I want to remind everyone of fast. Uh, you you can drink water, but don't 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 drink no Kool Aid or anything else. Don't don't indulge. Take your medicine that you need to take, but fast on twelve o'clock uh, at midnight to three o'clock the next day. Fast and certainly this Sunday is going to be a dynamic Sunday as we have several speakers. Uh, twelve thirty, uh, Elizabeth uh, Pastor Elizabeth Griffin, and then at four o'clock. Uh, Pastor Michelle Mellander is going to be presenting the word of God and uh, uh, service is going to be a full day. It's going to be a full day and looking forward to be a powerful day and, and allowing God to be God. If you're nearby in the area, stop by, join in the service, walk in, say hello, you know. Um, and if you're not, tune in. Tune in. I'm sure you will be blessed by the word of God and by what's going on. And so, um, you know, I'm excited about the Lord. I'm, I'm excited about what he's doing and I want you to be excited about what he is doing as well. The truth, because you believe, I believe, you believe, and they don't believe it's not going to change what God is going to do for you. He's going to do what he does for you because you believe his word. You believe his word. And, and so uh, it will cause the enemy to be confused. It will cause the enemy because under other circumstances, he has seen people fall apart. And there may have been times that you wanted to fall apart. You may have been mentally, physically, emotionally taxed by what is going on. But with what strength you had, 
you held on to what God was saying and you refused to surrender your faith, your confidence in his word. And I, I tell you, everything will be all right because of that. And they move and they're more, and I'm closing with this, that 40, which had made this, this vow, this conspiracy that they was going to not have anything until uh, they get their hands on Paul and kill him. I just find that hilarious because this vow that they've made, and they, they even went to the chief priests and elders and said, we have bound ourselves under a great curse that we will eat nothing until we have slain Paul. Well, God protected Paul. So you can imagine in your mind seeing the, uh, if they really kept the vow that they've made, that they were walking around looking pretty unhealthy, you know, and suffering instead of believing the word of God. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, in service with us. I look forward to hearing your testimony of how God is blessing you. Remember the song featured respectively the property of the songstress, the artist. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. In Jesus' name, God bless you. back on Sunday, 9 a.m., teaching from the book of Revelation. Till then, be blessed.